We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. All right, the election of 2020 was stolen and we were upset about that. I was in November in D.C. at Stop the Steal. Peaceful protest of the stolen election. We had Antifa there causing problems. We had Proud Boys there giving more security in some places than the actual police. Then January 6th comes around and we have more peaceful protests and we have FBI and other Fed operatives, uh, agents provocateurs, breaking into the Capitol. We have uh, Jaden X from here in Utah, a, a known Antifa guy that dressed up like a Trump supporter, but we're supposed to believe that they were all Trump supporters that looked like Trump supporters are actually uh, instigating, breaking in, and what have you. We have a call for the release of the J6 tapes. And Kevin McCarthy says, I'm going to release them. But he never does. He, he releases a few selected things to Tucker Carlson and Fox News. Tucker Carlson wanted to show more of that. But no, he got canned. They had to have this narrative that January 6th was an insurrection. Mike Johnson, the new speaker of the House, says he's going to release it. Then it comes out that he's going to release it in the matter of days, not weeks. And there turned out to be mere hours. Today, it being reported by the Daily Mail that it would be that it would be available. Then you actually click on the website, the government website, and you can see hours and tens of thousands of hours now of J6 footage that has now been released. This is breaking news as of the time I'm recording this. It's Friday, and 40,000 plus hours. It's going to take a while to get some of this footage. I'm going to be looking on Twitter and other places to see some highlights. But I immediately want to talk about this and the two-tier system that we have with Unite America versus Will Johnson. So let's check in with him. This is breaking news for both of us. And let's see, uh, let's see how we can break this down, given the fact that we had DNC violent protests. And we're now finding uh, we're now going to have the evidence that we know has been there and we've wanted that J6 was a protest, not an insurrection. Let's compare these two things that are happening. Before we go there, let me bring you up to speed on the DNC stuff. Last night was the first direct shot that made the DNC headquarters tremble, literally, as hundreds of protesters tried bum-rushing their way into the building. It was a standoff all night. And while rioters were trying to claw their way through, inside were top congressional Democrats. One of them telling Axios this, it scared me more than January 6th. 
This was not peaceful. All right, so the breaking story we have coming out today, Friday, is that Mike Johnson has kept his word, Will. He's kept his word. He is doing what Kevin McCarthy said he would do and then went back on it and then gave a little bit to Tucker Carlson and then, you know, just trying to protect the swamp. This is this is breaking within the last few hours of us having this conversation. I've only seen a few bits of footage. I know you've been uh, on your program this afternoon, so I don't know if you've had a chance to see it, but the J6 tapes are available and f- you can view them on a government website. What are your thoughts about this? I think there's going to be a lot of mad people because for some reason they were hiding all this information. Did they want people to see it? And why not? Right? If the truth was on their side, then they would have released it. You know, just the other day you had Higgins. He was drilling Christopher Ray about J6. You know, the whole bus issue with that happening. And now the J6 taste being released. I think they're going to be indictments. I think they're going to be more subpoenas. And I think people should go to jail for all the corruption that they've done. I, I hear you. One thing that makes me excited, Will, tell me if my optimism might be a little bit misplaced. But I think, okay, let me back up a second. Let me tell you uh, uh, something that's been in my heart. And and it's it's and I actually woke up a, about a, a, t- a day or two ago. I woke up, I'm going, our J6ers have to wait a whole other year before they see if they even you know they get word that the 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 steal of 2024 was broken up and that President Trump will be back in again, but then they'll still have to wait two or three you know months, a couple months, right, uh, before President Trump could be inaugurated on January 20th, 2025. And what kind of hell would they give them for those 60 plus days or whatever it is? Until they can get, you know, until President Trump can pardon them. This is something that's on, that's been on my heart and my mind. Does this mean that there could be vindication for them within the next coming, I won't, I won't say days, but weeks and months before November? You know, you know, that's a really good question, right? Because when all this footage starts coming out and they see that everything that the whole J6 committee went through was a nothing but a bunch of lies. Not only should it vindicate them, but they'd probably be able to sue because they were wrongfully imprisoned. And a lot of them still haven't even received due process. You know, that Constitution thing. I mean, you know, that little document. What yeah. is that about? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that, that, that document is so outdated. I mean, it was written by a whole bunch of racist white guys uh, that couldn't see right? the future. Um, I, I a, th- what, a thousand plus days now. Some people haven't had, don't have trial dates. This this never unheard of. It's, we're truly living in a banana republic. I mean, and they're they're not even hiding the fact that's what they're doing. And like, we're gonna we're gonna hold you here. We're gonna have your trial. They're probably saying, look, we're gonna have your trial. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. And it's not even coming. It's not even coming. I don't even know if there's like a is there a time limit to say you know what we can have your trial two years from now, but we're gonna hold you in jail until then. Even well, that, right? Even well, that's well, the Patriot Act, right? The uh, the Patriot Act, which is unpatriotic, uh, yes. you know, the, the, labeling these people as insurrectionists or holding them on possible charges of that sort that would fall under domestic terrorism. But that's about to be completely blown apart. I mean, we knew it was with all the footage we have. The only footage they put out there were the cops pepper spraying people. They're showing you the reaction 
of the people to the aggressiveness of the police. We're not going to say that there weren't some troublemakers in there, but were those troublemakers FBI operatives, as you referred to the earlier uh, drilling of Christopher Ray um, on the, on the Senate floor there. But what makes me happy is there there might actually be a, a possibility, a possibility that the J6ers may be released. Maybe that's optimistic, but at least that there may be some hope for them that they don't have to wait for another year plus right. to, pro- to possibly have some sort of vindication. Yeah. You know what? I'm hoping that is the case. I mean, really, because to be honest with you, I was there that day. I was there documenting it. I, I didn't go into the Capitol. I was right there at the Capitol. I've been there multiple times. It's no first time for me being where I was, but just they're, they've been arresting journalists. They've been arresting people. They've been arresting grandmothers for just being there, not even going inside. It's like they're selectively selecting people to arrest them. And it's really, it's really disturbing that this is happening in the United States of America. We're supposed to be on each other's side. We're supposed to be on the side of America, but that's not the case. It, it isn't. It isn't. And, uh, you know, this, you know, the news that Kevin McCarthy is thinking about, you know, uh, if he's going to run again, why wouldn't you run again? If you, if, if, if here, here's why I say Kevin McCarthy, he only was in it for himself, right? He was in it to be speaker of the house. Now he's worrying or thinking about going to take the holidays to think about if he's going to run for reelection. If you're not Speaker of the House, but you still want to represent the people, does it matter that you're Speaker of the House? Or maybe, maybe he knew that Johnson was going to release these things and he is part of the cover-up and doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Maybe I'm just reading, maybe I'm just reading into, into this uh, too much. What I are mean, your thoughts? That, that's, that's, a, that's a good, you know, that's a good point of view. But I think Kevin McCarthy is butthurt. Can I say that? <laughs> I yeah, he's yeah. Butthurt. Because think about it. He's going to go down in history as a failed Speaker of the House, one that was ousted. That's going to be on his record forever. He can't even change it. There's nothing he can do. That's why he's elbowing people. Oh, I didn't elbow anybody. He's 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 bitter, and he you know had all this money, this treasure chest, you know that he was controlling. And now a lot of it looks like from where I'm from the information that I'm just seeing, I can't verify it, but it looks like because he's failing there that a lot of them are not going to do it. But of course, he's going to get the establishment to get money to pour back into him still. But it looks like a lot of them are starting to make their, you know, distance themselves away from him. Very, very interesting. Now, let's contrast to what would happen the other day at the DNC. Right. So we've got this false narrative that the. January 6th was an insurrection, not even a violent protest, right? That, no, it was a full-on insurrection. I somehow missed the news where President Trump actually stayed in power and that this insurrection was successful. I also missed the news where they all, this, all these insurrectionists came armed and they violently went in inside and took over the government. But if I am correct... We have, as Axios uh, put it here, uh, we have people saying that when the House offices were locked down because of the protests from the DNC that spilled over, that they literally said that they were more scared than the actual January 6th uh, protest. Maybe because they know what really happened January 6th. 
Yeah. You know what it really comes down to is that they know that MAGA Republicans, you know, these MAGA extremists that they're always referring to, you know, um, Republicans as MAGA extremists, they know that they're not really violent. They know that they don't want to tear down the country. They know they're not going to go around and burn buildings, attack people, pull them out their vehicles and bring harm to them because they have a different political view. They know that's not going to happen. They know that MAGA extremists, MAGA Republicans are not going to attack police officers. They know this. They know that they're not going to harm political opponents, meet them wherever they are and scream at them. Well, they might scream at them. I mean, rightfully so, but they're not going to bring any bodily harm to them. They know this, but the people that attack the DNC, that's a different creature. That's a totally different animal. They want to bring bodily harm if their demands are not met. They're setting dumpsters on fire, putting them at the doors. It reminds me of the summer of love when they were taking federal buildings and putting chains on the locks on the bill on the doors and trying to set the building on fire with people inside. Right? So they know that they can be extremely violent, which is still amazing that they still refer to us as like, we're the domestic terrorists. We're the problems in the country, but it's them. And I always say this too. This is demons coming back to attack other demons. Hmm. Great point, Will. Now, and just so everyone knows, I can, uh, they could put me on the witness stand about you covering things uh, over in DC because that's where you and I met uh, personally, right? Yep, uh, yep. That one time we were both covering uh, Stop the Steal in November yep. uh, of 2020. And, um, but yeah, it's it, it's amazing what's going on right, right now, right? We, we know there's a two-tier system, right? People on who watch your program, watch this program, who just have two eyes to see and two ears to hear. Hell, you can have one eye and one ear and still see that we're living under a two-tier tyranny. Yes. So we have these J6 tapes, which I'm going to go look at over the weekend, what has been released. A few things I have seen are literally cops just sitting there as people are meandering through, not being violent, right? 44,000 hours? 44,000 I mean, I mean that, that, that that's incredible. So obviously I'm not going to watch all 44,000 yeah, hours. Say, man, you won't have a weekend. <laughs> you know, I don't have that lifetime, but there's there's pl there's plenty of us crowdsourcing this, right? Pl yes. Plenty of autists. There's people I'm, I know with AI that will probably upload the video and then, you know, they can manipulate it and say, okay, you know, if there's this amount of movement, then show me those clips or what have you. So I imagine over the weekend, we're going to get a lot of people walking in the Capitol doing nothing. I mean, and then the whole J6 narrative breaks down, the whole J6 uh, hearings break down. Yep. And then, but yet we have this stuff that happened at the DNC. Now, I know you covered this. What are your thoughts about someone actually saying that they were more scared of these pro-Hamas, these Palestinian, pro-Palestinian protesters than, you know, Grandma Jones from Arkansas who wanted to... Uh, Go to the Capitol because it was open. Well, the pro-Hamas Palestinian terror supporters, they're supporting the killing of innocent people. Do I need to say anything else? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, here, here it is. One group, the MAGA extremists, they want their grievances hurt. They don't want the country to fall to communism. They want everyone, regardless of your political spectrum, MAGA extremist Republicans, they want everyone to be successful, no matter your background. But those pro-Hamas Palestinian terror supporters, they're openly calling for the genocide of a group of people. 
And now that you're not giving us our demands, you're next. You're next. Wow. And then on top of that, if I can add this into it, the reason why they're really scared, because they got this love letter from Osama bin Laden that they're enjoying. You can't make this up. I mean, you can't. And it's a love letter for them. That's why they're terrified. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Once again, uh, for those of you that have kids on TikTok, uh, they're being brainwashed. Oh they're being goodness. brainwashed. If I understand that whole thing went really viral or is going really viral here yep. on TikTok. So we have the stark contrast between between those two things. And then we have a second witness, if you will, of all of this with CNN breaking the news, uh, you know, for, from their leaks from the de uh, Department of Injustice that they're going to give a scolding to Biden, but they're not going to press charges, prosecute him or indict him for having classified documents when he never was even president. Oof. You know what? Th there it is again, a two tier justice system. And what a lot of people don't know is that president Trump or any other president that's ever been in the white house, they have up to five years to go through the documents that they, you know, because when they leave, they pack up everything, throw them in the boxes and then they just ship them off to wherever they want them to ship off to. But they have up to five years to go through the, the documents, whatever it is that they have, and then turn it over to the archives. They give them that grace period because they know they have lies. These tyrants on the left, they know this too, but they don't care. Joe Biden has never been president, and here he is, have these documents from when he was senator and VP, but that's okay. We're not going to charge him on that. And the reason why they don't want to do it, because they know it's double standards and it will expose that they are the corrupt ones and they don't want people to believe that President Trump was completely in the right. And what's the excuse they're giving? They're giving an excuse that he cooperated. That's why. Well, so did Mike Pence. But Mike Pence needs to go to jail, too, then, if that's the case. President Trump cooperated. He has five years. And he told him that. So they showed up to the Mar-a-Lago twice. Yeah. The first time they showed up. They went through there and array, you know, and showed up. He said, you know, take whatever you want. Whatever it is you want, take it. He straight up told him, take whatever you want. And they said, okay, everything's in order. If you would, please just put an extra padlock on this door. Fine, I can do it. Is there anything else? Take whatever you want. He said that, take whatever you want. Then they raided his home again for a second time. They already knew what he had, personally. I think they were there looking for documents about the FBI that they don't have. They, they're afraid that President Trump has. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's the reason why they raided. But it's well, double they, standards. They want those cameras off them like that. I wouldn't put it past the FBI. They want to even plant some information there. Hey, uh, they were going through uh, Melania's underwear drawer. I mean, really? Oh, look well, what we found here. Oh, look at this. Some anthrax. <laughs> yeah, they, they, there may have been secret love letters in Melania's uh drawer of drawers uh with uh, love letters to vladimir putin you know so we have so we have two examples then of the two-tier system right the I, I think only one person was arrested of these pro-hamas palestinian people that scared the dnc is that uh, that's the last reporting i saw Did, have you seen any, any more than one no, person arrested it's been one to my understanding they probably let that person out within four hours cashless bail just don't get caught next time okay just don't get caught and how many people were arrested for meandering through or being on the Capitol now? Over a thousand? Oh, yeah. A thousand. They said a thousand more are coming. Wow. They okay. said a thousand more are coming. That's fair. Oh, wait, wait. 
And then our second thing we just talked about was the whole classified document thing. But the, but the documents were in a safe place, right? I mean, next to that Corvette, that's a safe place. Well, the Corvette, Chinatown, a university, a college <laughs> that he was a professor, supposedly. <laughs> oh, but that's all secure. Don't look at this. Don't look at this. You know, classified documents by Hunter's cocaine line. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, don't crazy. look at that. Crazy. Well, these are crazy times. And uh, I, I imagine, well, you're going to be looking at that some of that J6 stuff uh, over the weekend, I imagine, as well. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think you're gonna, we're going to find there? I think we're going to find I think we're going to find with the January 6th committee, the Democrats, along with the rhinocrats, what they don't want us to see, because they had this whole orchestrated thing that they did during the J6 hearings. I didn't watch any of it. I didn't watch any of it. I know they had the only thing I saw of it was a little snippets that they put on Twitter X. That's the only thing that I saw about it. Other than that, I was not going to spend a single second sitting down watching that crap because it was all a facade for them to try to put President Trump, paint President Trump in the light. And they never even found, they never came up anything themselves because they know there was nothing there. But now we can all this. I'm kind of hoping that Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> she's, I mean, with the, these getting released because she did everything she could to hide them. I'm, you know what? You know what's really, what's really surprising though? I'm surprised Nancy Pelosi didn't have them all delete the tapes because remember when president Trump was indicted in DC, he had subpoena power. He subpoenaed the records for J six, but just miraculously 1.5 terabyte of data just poof. And it's gone. And I mean, what do you mean it's gone? Uh, we don't know where it is. It's gone. No backups, not in the cloud. And you know, the government not going to use the cloud because it's not secure. So they're not going to use the cloud, but they don't have any backups. But if they can have something against President Trump, oh, look at this. We found a backup. How does that happen? Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. That's a great point. That's a great point. Well, I, I appreciate you breaking down these wacky times uh, with us. Uh, where can the BCP family find you? Well, the easiest way is just to go to UAF.media. When you go to UAF.media, you can see all the different platforms that I'm on. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate your time, Will. Big hug. And let's uh, see what happens over the weekend. And we'll catch up. Uh, looking forward to seeing how this false narrative breaks down. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for joining me. All right. So what you saw there was just uh, Will and I just jumping on and talking about this. Now it's Friday. We got the weekend ahead of us. I'm going to go through some of this footage and highlight that for you uh, on the next episode. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty anxious to jump on that right now. So let's call this a pause. Let me get some information for you and come back and present it to you. We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. 